Coming to you from the M&M Exterior Studio in Nooksville, Virginia, this is Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. She talks to people so you don't have to. For now. Uh, even right now, um, since we are based in the Prince William County area, I've opened it up to uh, um, children's authors from Maryland, Virginia, D.C., and West Virginia to be able to come on the show mm. because we're all in proximity. Yeah, um, for now until people start flying in for it. Oh, yes. So just like this show, Speak maybe. It. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know... They're able to see that, oh, it's not just some, you know, celebrity Mm -hmm. author from that needs to be flown out, really. It's it's the authors that are in my neighborhood. Your friend's moms. Exactly. You know, know, we have um, Catherine Goddard. She's actually going to be on next week's show. Steve, right? Yes. So funny. And uh, and well, she's not going to be reading Steve. She's going to be reading her first book. Oh, her first book? Yes. Steve just came out. But so we're going to have to have her back. For anyone not listening, there was a whole, there was a a construction piece. Steve the Crane. Yeah. A construction equipment that took on a life of its own on social mm-hmm. media. So yes. now there's a children's book. So. Yeah. And, you know, she was able to get that. But, you know, um, I didn't know her. I didn't know mm-hmm. that she was a children's book author as, as well. You know, she's put out poems, but she has this children's book called The Furbly Furled. And she's going to be reading that. Check or, out the YouTube channel and, and she'll get be on that part. Um, get that recording and uh we also have another um author that's going to be coming on the show that he was born and raised in manassas still lives in manassas and he has this he has actually three books but the book that he's going to be reading it's about you know the environment and you know cutting down trees to make houses and everything like that so you know it kind of teaches that um that lesson to children about respecting your environment and it's such a great book and and he's right here and these children that are coming to the show and even watching it on youtube can say Mm -hmm. oh I could be an author because mm-hmm. he lives around the street, you know, down yeah. the block from me. Or, oh, I've seen him in Target. I've seen him in, I've se- just yeah. seen him around the neighborhood. Yeah. So it takes out that mystery. You know, yeah, that mystery mm-hmm. and that, oh, you have to be, oh, this famous person yeah. to be able to be an author. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. hey, you went to school, right? You took a writing class, right? Yeah. Start writing. Exactly. You start writing. If that is your passion, you can absolutely do it. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's what we really want to teach kids with that. I think that's great. When you guys were talking about touching of hair. (laughs) Do you feel the same way with your bald head? Well, well, first of all, Laverne. Oh, yeah. I learned that from Laverne. One of and Jeremy's work friends. Yeah, and okay. that was the first or, time I... Oh, she's a friend friend. Mm-hmm. Let me add that, Laverne, because you're yeah. my friend too, but meaning that's how we yeah. met her. So... A woman I used to work with, Laverne, she'd probably be like, I'm no woman, I'm a girl. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she taught me, she taught me, you don't touch an African-American woman's hair mm-hmm. without an invitation. 
That was also a caveat. Mm -hmm. But then I I started thinking about it while you guys were talking, and I I realized it's weird. It's just weird for anybody to touch anybody's Mm -hmm. hair. Yes, exactly. I'm bald. I'm I'm bald. Mm -hmm. And it's weird if somebody just walks up to me and touches touches my hair. I'm like, hey, Samson, you know, you weren't supposed to touch his hair. (laughs) Samson, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So... Well, that's why it, that's I mean, it's why different it's, when the, the kids come up and they're like rubbing it and they're like, oh, yeah. that feels cool because it's like, oh, spicy, I tell, you know? yeah, I tell my kids, nope, like, because <laughs> I'm like, seriously, if I'm going to go somewhere or whatever, it messes it up. Like, and, why you gotta mess up my hair? It doesn't just go back. It's not like a spray. <laughs> I remember one time yeah, mine I mine doesn't get messed up. Yeah. My dad <laughs> has the same. My dad's always talking about they change his part, mm-hmm. and he's bald too. He's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I had to move my part." But I remember one time at church, my friend's daughter was standing in front of me, and I just started touching her hair, and I was so embarrassed because mm-hmm. I think I thought it was my like I don't know if it reminded me of my daughter, mm-hmm. but it was like an out of body experience where I was like, "Oh!" And then I did it, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I am so sorry." I just like yeah, so I mean. Creepy. It felt like I'm being creepy. And so like, what made me think? Like, I don't know. I think yeah, I, don't know. I hope I, I think, was just in mom mode of like, yeah, oh, it's so I think pretty. like with moms and, you know, with kids, they'll go and touch their hair. Like, I, I remember when my kids were babies, I will always like rub their head and that's yeah. how they would go to sleep and everything like that. And like even my my nieces, uh-huh. they're teenagers. Oh. <laughs> like my my niece's hair is like cur- like even curlier than mine, and her hair—if I touch it, it's not gonna mess up. She, it, but if I go, she she will do the bob and weave. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, girl, I used to comb your hair when you were younger. <laughs> She's like, do yeah. good at it. But there's it's definitely good. something to the the texture. I never thought yeah. about that before because the kids will feel you know mm-hmm. touch the, yeah. the short hair, and they're like, yeah, Ooh, that feels cool. <laughs> You know, but yeah, that curiosity, that's, it goes back to the common sense. It should be common sense, but Mm -hmm. why do people feel that they can? Yeah. I mean, that's a whole other topic. I think that we could probably get into like a whole sub Mm -hmm. conversation, but yeah, Yeah. that that was the next thing I was going to bring up. Oh gosh. It was, it's probably a whole nother conversation, Mm -hmm. but I I got to thinking it was about, um, not bringing up race and everyone just like me Mm -hmm. and you know, that makes sense. But I'm like, the first difference I think that kids are aware of is gender. Mm-hmm. Are you yeah. a boy or a girl? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's that's got to be like the biggest difference, I think, for kids. Yeah. Just the initial. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I can, like, a couple weeks ago, because I, I have a cutoff mm-hmm. for especially my boys. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you don't come in mommy's room anymore without knocking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a couple weeks ago, my four-year-old... He comes in my room and I'm getting dressed and he's just there. And and I'm like, like, I'm like, what are you looking at? I'm like, well, get out. Yeah. Privacy. <laughs> you know, he's like, Privacy. and then he comes, he's like, mommy, why don't you look like a, I'm like, because I'm not a boy. Mm-hmm. He's like, why don't you look like a boy? I'm like, because I'm not a boy. Because I'm not one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> You, you, know? sh- you could do like a redirect, like, let's talk about race. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, like that might be easier. <laughs> That's exactly. Maybe I should go there. Actually, I was going to ask you about mm-hmm. that because I remember last time you mentioned a couple things mm-hmm. with not thinking about your race. Yeah. 
And so do you feel like with the books, with mm-hmm. the topics, now all of a sudden you're in this platform for diversity. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? And with race getting brought up more as being part of the conversation, mm-hmm. good, hard, neutral? Well, I, I always, if I feel like someone is coming to me and they're coming with a race question or, you know, they're talking about someone that's big in the black community, I'm like, okay, all right, calm down. I am the United Nations. <laughs> like my family comes from all over. I have all, mm. you know, different types of people in my family. I'm like if you look at my if you look at my family, you're going to be like, "Okay, all right." Uh, uh, uh but honestly, we're yeah. most of us are from Jamaica. Like my my brother-in-law looks like oh. he comes from Pakistan, but he's Jamaican. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, we have everybody in our family. So, I am I don't get touchy when it comes to race, you know. Is that um, why maybe it felt that you didn't want to make it about race then? Because mm -hmm. that wasn't your story? Because your story is more about total diversity? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, it used to kind of feel a little awkward Mm -hmm. to me to talk about race because there's so many things that I know, you know, I would say I identify as black, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like that, that's what you can see on the outside. Yeah. But I'm from Jamaica where, you know, across, across the street was living my father's best friend. He was Chinese, you know, uh, but yeah. we didn't. And our prime minister was white. Mm-hmm. And Did you grow up in Jamaica? I, I left Jamaica when I was six and a half. Oh, okay. You know, so that's what I, you know, in my formative years, that's mm-hmm. what I grew up seeing. So it wasn't until I moved to the United States yeah. that I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm black. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it that wasn't a question yeah. when I was living in Jamaica. So, and some of the experiences, even the friends that I've had have had, um, in the United States, mm-hmm. I'm like, I, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, I remember when when I was in the sixth grade, my family moved to, I wouldn't say a majority white neighborhood mm-hmm. because it was Flatbush, but you know, I like my how my street was two blocks away from Flatbush, and the entire street was white. Mm. <laughs> it was like us and another family that we, we were the only black families that was on the street. And, you know, after time, it changed and it became more diverse. But it was I didn't always feel like it was my place to talk about race mm. because I had had such a different experience mm-hmm. than a lot of others. Yeah. yeah. That's, Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that that just reiterates that all of our experiences are so unique. Yes. And I had said before about not wanting to treat people like the poster child for something, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. That's just why I like building relationships because I worry about sticking my foot in my mouth, but I want to <laughs> build bridges uh-huh. and build relationships and connections and things like that. But, you know, being mindful of that we're not just one exact thing. Yeah. And that, yeah, our life experience is so unique and mm-hmm. whatnot. So I've seen stuff where people say that we shouldn't say things like we don't see color because mm-hmm. that's not – Yeah reality and i was thinking you know for me the way i grew up because it was i was so diverse meaning like i honestly Mm -hmm. didn't think about that until i think even college when i realized that just my life was becoming more Mm -hmm. well i i I would say 
even with that, you know, from my experience, Mm -hmm. when people say you don't see color, I would say for me, that was, I don't see my color. Mm. Because if I'm around everybody else that is not the same skin color as me, but they're treating me Mm -hmm. just like they treat everybody else, you know, like I told you the last time, I was working um, at a company and I was there for about two years and I literally stood up from my cubicle and looked around and I'm like, oh, I'm the only one, only black one here, <laughs> you know, but that was never something that came yeah. up. We never spoke about race. I never felt that I was being treated differently yeah. than anybody. And it was just that kind of realization because actually I went up on another floor, same company, and there were more black people on that floor, but I was the only black one that was actually on that floor. On that and floor. I, I didn't feel any different. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and for me, like it was, I don't know why, if it was just a realization out of the blue, mm-hmm. but I had realized that like my best friends up until like high school and even yeah. actually through high school, we're all different. We're all a different race than I was. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't even think about it until I, I think I got to college and majority of my friends were yeah. probably, you know, Caucasian. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I had, <clears throat> I had some diversity of girlfriends yeah. too. But yeah, it's one of those things I didn't see it. Yeah. And that's why as an adult now wanting to hear everyone's stories, because just because mm-hmm. I didn't see it doesn't mean that their experiences were the same and that yeah. I want to be sensitive to that. I don't mm-hmm. know if that makes sense. Yeah. but Well, you know, I saw something, I, th- I think it was on Facebook, it was, uh, <laughs> but I saw a quote a few weeks ago, and it said, you know, laughter is a universal language. Mm-hmm. So if you're all friends, if you're all kicking it with each other, mm-hmm. nobody's looking at anybody's race at that time. Yeah. Yep. If we're all having a good time, we're all having a good time. If someone is having a sucky time, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, You know, if someone is feeling down and you're feeling for that person, no matter what, you know, it doesn't matter what your race is, you you have empathy and you have sympathy for them. And it's only sometimes when you go back in your car or you go back home and you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, okay, Yeah, yeah. I'm but back. like you said, you build the relationship. I forgot all about that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, but because you're building the relationship. And so yes. you care about what they care about. I mean, we were just saying to someone earlier, it's like, yeah, you could hurt me and I'll forgive you, but don't come after my family or my friends, you mm-hmm. know? And so yep. the more you build that tight relationship with mm-hmm. someone, I feel like then their experiences, you do have a heart for them, no matter what area of life they're in. So. Exactly. Yeah. Anything else, Jeremy, as we wrap it up? Yeah. One One last thing. Are you going to write a song for Pretty Hair? Well, well it talks about it. Her theme yeah. song, it's in there because she talked about the hair. Exactly. Okay, all right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I got, yeah. got it covered. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. why when I heard it, I was like, oh, new verses. Uh-huh. New verses. Yeah. So, you know, I can go to a school or go to, you know, wherever and read both books and have the same song. You're nice. an accidental author. You're an ox- accidental songwriter. <laughs> an accidental singer. Playwright. <laughs> Playwright. Like, girl, you like, yeah. what? Uh-huh. What? Yeah. It's like. God had TV a plan. Show. Yes, one at a time. Oh, yes, I'm claiming that TV one show. I, I appreciate you using it. your talents. Yes. Thank yes, you. that's awesome. Well, thank you again for coming. So right, awesome. Thank you. Coming Thanks back, please come me. again. Will do. Yeah. <laughs> On the next book. Uh-huh. Or sooner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yay. Thank right. you.
And that's a wrap for now. Thanks for listening to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. Music provided by TwinMusicom.org. Song titled Night at the Dance Hall. Sound editing by me, Jeremy Spittle. A special thanks to our studio sponsor, M&M Exteriors. Visit their website at mmexteriors.com for all of your roofing, siding, and gutter needs in the Northern Virginia area. Visit our website at flushingitout.com and be sure to subscribe. This has been a Spitfire production. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard.